Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I am joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our hybrids, classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing, hon? I'm doing okay. Good, 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 good. It was a busy weekend. It was, and this is a first. This is the first episode that we've recorded immediately after shutting off the film and walking over and recording. Well, we didn't watch it Friday because I have a day Friday. Yes. And then we watched WandaVision. Yes. And then Saturday we were going to tuck ourselves in and watch it. And then we were back and forth on the phone all night with our realtor. Yes. So we only watched half of the movie. So we watched half because we're old. We could have just, you know, stayed up and finished the movie because it was only 10 o'clock. But we were like, nah, bed. Because we are old. Yes. So we finished the rest of it, and then we came on over here and plopped down to do some recording. Yes. And we're going to try our best to not make this a review of Cobra Kai, but of the movie that is its prequel. Tonight, we are talking about The Karate Kid, which originally hit theaters back in 1984. This is it. This is the end of the line. Tell me. For Daniel LaRusso, the future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Until he met the right girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. (laughs) Is that your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. (laughs) And his troubles really began. You had to push it. Now you can pay. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise teach karate. And a friend. Fighting always last answer. Lesson about the balance. Not just karate, lesson for all life. Fight train. So I won't have to fight. Hey, karate kid. Let's take a move. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me. In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. And most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? J.C. Penny, three nine eight. Trying to think of some cool karate music Just sound. Just go like hiya, hiya. There you go. See, it worked. Eats. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you could be like the subtitles because we watched the movie with subtitles. They were Which going everything was subtitles. They were going kya kya kya, and the subtitle was kill kill kill. <laughs> it's like Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> Ah. little off on the on the, the subtitles there. They, the subtitler had a few troubles i'd say so ali was alan the alan time. yeah i mean it really changes the dynamic of the movie <laughs> it really but... changes it very progressive for the 80s yeah yeah so if you've been here for a few months with us yes you know that we've already watched a movie from june 1984 before this is true yes so we're not going to cover those details again 
which were some big ones. Because if you remember, that was the one where when I Googled events in June 1984, it was literally, here's one huge event. Yes. Every result. And I was like, oh. So there's not much else that went on. But on June 6th, video game Tetris is first released in the Soviet Union. Hey, there you go. And it went on to not really matter much at all. Nobody cares about Tetris. You like Tetris? I'm Tetris is a pretty big deal. I'm being sarcastic. It is oh, an insane a... super thing. I was going to say, what the hell are you talking about? You th- yeah, of course. What am I talking about? Te- anyway. Tetris. June 8th. Why? Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> was released on June 30th. There was a failed coup by cocaine growers in Bolivia. Oh, well. <laughs> but I feel like this one kind of puts the... Because one of the main things about doing these is kind of putting the era in like kind of a a space in your head where you can kind of picture what's going on mm-hmm. and the t- how long ago it's been and everything. And the one that really hit me is actually there's a few fairly big name birthdays, people born this month that made me feel like, oh, my God. Well, I'm born next month. Yeah. we So yeah. Chloe Kardashian. Oh, okay. The the least popular one, I'd say, probably. That's the one I feel... I feel... The one who always looks different in all her pictures because she photoshops the most. Is it the Wookiee one? The Wookiee one. Yeah, there's a podcast I listen to. They always refer to one of the Kardashians as a... The I Wookiee. honestly... All I know is she's the tall one. That is, she's and, the Wookiee. Yeah. And she, she just... Because of... Which is a could be a podcast series, and I'm sure it is, is because of the body dysmorphia with that family and her not being the one who looks most like Kim, because Kim is the standard. Mm-hmm. She's got probably out of all of them the worst body dysmorphia, and she photoshops every picture of herself so badly. And it's it's a I don't blame her for it because imagine living that life and always being compared to you know what is currently considered the epitome of beauty standards so closely it's tough because she doesn't fit that mold but anyway aubrey plaza hey and rupaul's drag race alum and cultural icon jujubee okay do you know jujubee's real name is airline what airline Airline. 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 I'm not even kidding. One word. A-I-R-L-I-N-E. Airline. What? <laughs> their their parents are non-English speaking and uh-huh. probably gave, you know, their baby an an English name that they saw and thought it was A sounded nice. It happens. I guess. I've never heard that before. So there you go. I've never that's a very unique name, that's for sure. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I've never heard that before. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So I I feel out of all that stuff because like like so much big stuff happened when we covered Gremlins. I feel, feel like Tetris being released in the Soviet Union is kind of a big one. Yeah. And the birthdays because it's like these these people are only very slightly older than myself. And that really kind of, it's like, man, man, I don't picture Khloe Kardashian and Aubrey Plaza and Jujubee being the exact same age, but they are. Yeah, just slightly. Aubrey Plaza to me is, is perennially 22. I thought she, yeah, I thought she was younger than me. And she's older than me by, by a, month. a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, there you go. There you go. And as we've discussed in the the whole summer was dominated by Ghostbusters. Yeah. But 
Karate Kid was the fifth biggest film released in 1984. It made 90 million domestic for the year and over 130 million worldwide and has gone on to be considered a cultural phenomenon with all sorts still going to this day with Cobra Kai. Yeah. So with the same actors. Which is insane. Which is insane. So even if it hadn't won an award, which it did, I would say it gets a pass for but. I'm keeping the cultural phenomenon thing Mm -hmm. in my back pocket for a future movie because we will be watching it even though it was not number one at the box office, but I'm pulling the cultural phenomenon card. So it didn't win any awards either? I don't think it did. Okay. But. I mean, I was able to get never ending story on awards too, so. I'll have to check. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't number one at the box office, but I feel like because it was a top five for the year, cultural phenomenon, and you get a pass. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. Speaking of of this movie being a cultural phenomenon, it's it's like Back to the Future for me when it comes to my memories of this film, where it just kind of blends together. It's one of those things that's yes. just kind of always been there. I could not tell you the first time I saw this movie. Clearly, it came out a month before I was born, so I was not seeing it in theaters. But I couldn't tell you the first time I saw it. I've definitely seen it before. It's not it's not like Back to the Future one where I'm, I told you and Chris, who was our guest on that episode, that I, I remembered I, I saw like I remembered the story from just cultural significance before I saw it kind of a thing. Like I thought I'd seen it until I like, actually saw it. And I feel like this is in that exact same situation. It's it's similar. You know, it, it's a, it's a very popular. I mean, wax on, wax off, even is on its own was incredibly popular right like oh my god i knew wax on wax off before i knew this movie mm-hmm. like as so, a kid yeah so eventually i did see it and again it's a movie that you know i you people know so yeah. it's 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 i have memories of it whether or not those memories are clear or not but yeah and like i remember so i i'm i'm pretty sure i didn't see it a ton as a kid that's no. one of the things i don't think i saw it like more than once or twice as a kid. I do specifically remember seeing it at my, not the neighbor who I'd often see stuff that was too mature, mm. but at the neighbor on the other side, cause we had two neighbors where I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, I remember kind of watching it there and like we had the same thing. So this is not like a, like a, I don't want it to come across as like, Oh, they had this old TV. It's like, no, no, no. This was just the style of the TV at the time. But it literally was the kind of TV that was in the cabinet. Oh, like in the wood cabinet? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching it on that. I also remember watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure on that. So something to keep in mind for the future. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I I honestly, I, I feel like I watched it once as a kid and once as a young adult after I started taking karate and Mm -hmm. when i say young adult i don't mean like 13 i mean like 22 right because i i started taking because like when i was maybe i was 21 21 22 time is weird and Mm -hmm. i've i can't i'm like that was only a couple years ago not really that was 15 years ago now Mm -hmm. and that makes me want to (laughs) barf But I I was in university and I worked summers at a steel mill. And I remember uh, this is just a little tidbit about my personal life. I remember one of the girls who because I was a summer student at a steel mill. So they would bring in this 
children of the guys who'd been there for 30 plus years to work for summer so they would have vacation coverage because everybody booked off the summers and all these guys who worked there had eight weeks of vacation every year and they booked off the whole summer so it'd just be a bunch of 20 year old girls running around operating machinery so anyway mm. and i remember her being like yeah i felt like you know i needed to do something that just wasn't work and school and work and school and i decided i was gonna take golf lessons i was like yeah i kind of feel like because and all the same situation for all of us we are all in the middle of nowhere mm. like that's just where we were. Everyone who worked at like the steel mill, like middle of nowhere, we weren't people. Most people were driving out from the city to work there. It was all in the middle of nowhere. She's like, yeah. So I took golf lessons. I've, I'm going to try. I've always wanted to try it. So I'm going to do it. I was like, man, she's right. I should figure out something that like, I would like to do just for me as something that's not just work school, work school, work school. Cause that's like all I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so that was right about the time Kill Bill came out right. and I loved it. And I checked out in the area what different kinds of martial arts classes there were. And like not a ton because, again, small town, middle of nowhere. And my sister actually said to me, one of the girls in her class, her dad ran a karate dojo. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a call and see because I didn't quite. I was like, all right. And yeah, I ended up doing karate for four or five years as an adult and i especially now that we've watched cobra kai i'm like i miss it i used to be in such good shape and the only reason i didn't end up getting my black belt because i was a brown belt for way too long and the only reason they never gave me my friggin black belt is because they kept confusing me with this other woman named laura who started a year after me so they thought we started at the same time after four years of being there and they're like well it's not fair to her if we let you you know, get your black belt before her because she wasn't very good. Right. And they were like, well, because, you, you know, it's not really fair if we let you do it early. And I'd be like, I started a year before her. And they were like, so I'd say that to one of them because there was three instructors. And I'd be like, I started a year before her. I don't think she's going to take it personally. And they'd be like, oh, right, right, right. I'll discuss it with the other two. And then they just forget. But mind you, they were all like middle-aged men who drank too much so i'm not surprised so anyway <laughs> eventually i moved to hamilton and i quit and then i was like well plus uh, there's all sorts of like cobra kai-esque infighting between the senseis and stuff and it got dicey because a couple of them were very much like you had one who was more like daniel larusso as a sensei one who was more like Johnny Lawrence as a sensei and one who was more like Crease as a sensei. Right. And I was like, huh. So anyway, there you go. None like Mr. Miyagi. No, I didn't have any of those. Oh, yeah, because you took karate me. as a kid. I took karate as, but a, as a kid. kid. As, a, as a teenager, I took karate. How old were you? Oh, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. I'd I'm have pretty to... sure I did it from 21 to... Tw- no, 20 to 24, 25. I was definitely done before college. That's for sure. And basically the main reason that I stopped was because of an injury that I sustained from a car accident that was making it hard to kick. And there's a lot of kicking in karate. Karate is actually more of a punching sport. Right. I guess I'm just saying mine was a lot of kicking. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, kicking is more a Taekwondo thing. There's kicking. And then there was, there is kicking. Yeah. There's kicking and there's like karate more focuses on I guess it depends on the style of karate you're doing. I think mine might have been a bit of mixed. Like mine mine was very I was told later on in life that mine was very mick karate. Yes. Where the mick karate is basically like bastardized karate that's 
for you know consumption as like a chain, which was f- true. My karate dojo was a chain in the local chain of mine karate was, dojos. Mine and, was in a basement. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Mine was in yeah. a basement. I was in a basement. There's cobwebs and and murder. There holes. were, <laughs> but my my dojo, um, the owner of it, I remember I remember it very well. I came into his office and I and I was told him I I was leaving, and it was because I was hurt. And he was just gave me this whole speech about being a quitter. And I was like, but he's quit being a sensei. That's exactly it too. And I was like, but my leg, like I can't lift my leg. Like it's, it's kind of not in, you know, I, you think he would be like, I understand, but no, he was very like, you're a quitter. I, I guess he thought I, you know, he was giving me the whole, like you'll persevere and do even better or some crap, but that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't what was going to happen. And then, as you said, he did quit himself because he did a side hustle in the same dojo where it was cardio kickboxing and it became so popular that it dwarfed the actual dojo and he completely sold like he sold the karate section off and just focused on the the kickboxing. Yeah, no, mine was very much. So like, he was a quitter. Yeah, mine was very much not that yeah. they did have kids classes and they were they were but that's the thing they were very different with the kids. Cause like I, I help, once I reached a higher belt, like they, they had asked, there was times where if they asked if I could you know, help out on like Saturdays and mm-hmm. I'm like, of course, cause that's part of the training is like learning to teach because when you're black belt, you're expected to teach yeah. cause then you become a sensei, which is when you teach. So, you know, as a brown belt, you know, you're helping out the kid. and with the kids, they were all never saw anything that made me go, oh, these guys are fucked up. Mm-hmm. But as an adult in an adult class, it wasn't for everyone. I mm-hmm. will tell you that. Did you spar at your club? Yes, we did do sparring. Okay. We had we had pads and okay, because that's and we'll get into it in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things about the movie and the show always makes me go like, no one's ever wearing pads. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's not how it works. When you're sparring in a tournament or in your dojo, having a big all brawl in your school or breaking into someone's house and fighting them, okay, like. No pads. I get it. That's yes. a real fight. But when you're in like a tournament, or I was a dojo, in a tournament. Yeah. I remember being in a tournament wearing pads. You have to wear pads, yeah. especially as a kid. I could. But even then, like you think like Olympic sports are wearing pads. So it's like, no, yeah. even as adults, adults, you're wearing pads. And it kind of it irks me about all of them where I'm like, mind you, my pads that I wore. This always sounds because people are like, no, but the pads I wore for karate were bright pink i do i remember your big you i think we still have them up yeah in the bedroom. they're they're in a they're that sounds in a terrible <laughs> i know we have those bright pink kick pads up in the bedroom yeah no, but just no it's because it was one of those things that was like and it, it was true like people would see you know i'm not a large woman i'm above average height but not by much maybe in a couple inches but you know and like there was no women fight with women and men fight with men it's like yeah. no you go yeah Hachime. mine was mine was like that too there weren't but, many men women in my classes though but like i would i had all pink pads and i would come out and like so you'd sparring with a guy and he'd be like girly girl and then i'd punch him in the nose right and i miss fighting i like let's go fight uh, no i liked my pads because they made me feel like i was like scorpion or sub-zero because i had like blue well, no, no, they they were black, so they were like that. Oh. The pads that they would wear, 
though not as cool. You know, it's cool when I say it. But it's, <laughs> yeah. See, the other thing that really bothered me about karate was because of my age, there weren't many people in my class that were my age. Like, oh. I, I, there was like an old, they did old age classes. Mm -hmm. And so I got paired with two people all the time. Mm. And one was this guy who was so good that I didn't have any right being in the same class as him because he was just perfect. Absolutely perfect. And working with that guy was great because that guy, like he basically took care of you mm -hmm. because he did such a good job. Like he, he knew his power. He knew it like, so, you know, when, when he would hit you, he would hit you enough that, you know, he'd get the point or whatever, but he would never hurt you. Like he had control. Mm -hmm. And then there was the other guy who was sloppy as shit and he mm -hmm. pulled your hair and I always got paired with that guy. And yeah, no, that guy, I hated that guy. And that guy was, he started at the same time as me. So every time there was any sort of grading, I got paired with him. And I remember specifically, I was grading for my green belt and he pulled my hair so hard that like, I just could not, I could not stifle the reaction that like, I just started crying. Like it, it, it just hurt that much that I just could not stop. Like I'm not sobbing. I'm just standing there in the class. Just like, they're doing grading and I'm just tears streaming down my face. And they're like, you okay? And I'm like, mm hmm. Cause I didn't want to rat out this dude for hair pulling. You feel like if you've got senseis watching that shit. Like, yeah. They didn't seem to care. That, yeah. Again, no. it was Mick karate, right? So. Yeah. See, and like, I like, it's funny. Cause like what I went as an adult and two, the kind of dojo I went to was very different. Like it was like an independent one, like Cobra Kai. Yeah. Where like, that's just, but even then, Kind of, I mean, more like Johnny Lawrence Cobra Kai, I guess, than Crease Cobra Kai. Because, mm. yeah. So, anyway, we should talk about this movie. We should talk about this movie. By but the way, I feel like us both having different kinds of experience mm. in karate does color our thoughts on the movie. By the way, Blue Belt was as high as I made before I quit. Oh, no, I got brown, but like I said, I yeah. was I was about to grade for blue with the brown stripe, which is the one before brown. I don't think you had did that. You guys didn't do that shit. You went straight blue. Adults straight don't do to, stripes. Yeah, we did stripes because we were Mick Karate. Yeah, no, stripes are, are stripes, as was explained to me long ago, are something they do for children to keep them invested because it keeps them, it takes the amount of time between the gratings. It makes it smaller so that kids feel that accomplishment sooner to keep them wanting to come back. Because if it's six to eight months from yellow to orange, they might be like, because mm. it goes, no, because it's, yeah, because it goes, well, white, yellow, orange, green, blue, brown, black. And I think as kids, they throw purple in there somewhere too. I was a purple belt, yeah. Yeah, I think it goes green, purple, blue. And, we, and as an adult, you don't have that. Because again, they're condensing it ever so slightly because they're like, Kids are not going to, if if you're telling a kid, well, you don't get your next thing until six to eight months from now, they're going to give up. Yeah. I was 15 or 16. So there you go. You're right. You know what? If you had come to the club I went to at that age, they would have put you with the adults. Yeah. they 16 was thereabouts. Or if you were like, if you were 14, 15 and had been in the kids class long enough that like, because they wouldn't give a black belt to a child. Mm-hmm if you moved up and then moved up to the adult class at like 15 and were there for a year, they'd grade you for a black belt. Well, there you go. So there you go. Well, again, we should probably start talking about this movie at some point. I'm where... sure you will 
edit this down. No, I'll leave all that in. It's fun. Well, I hope uh, people like karate because I miss karate. We're going to talk Does about karate. Talk about karate. Well, let's talk about karate in the Karate Kid. So not a ton of karate in the Karate Kid. Not really. No. Well, you said that like there was something that happened. You're like, that's more of a jujitsu thing or whatever. There's it a, well, that's a, and you know what? Like I'm going. That's kind of what happens in most karate movies. You, well, not even, but in the dojo I went to, we did learn other styles. It wasn't like mixed martial arts, but like there was like learned arm bars. Yeah. You know, I learned some grappling moves because like that was the other thing as an adult. One of the instructors that I had as an adult was a very high ranking police officer mm-hmm. in the sex crimes division. We focused a lot and we had quite a few women in the class. I was the youngest woman in the class. But we focused a lot on practical self-defense. So not just like, okay, you're going to push the arm to the side and blah, blah, blah. It was like, look, if you cry, they'll let their guard down. And then when their guard is down, you take their, your thumb and you hook it in their eyeball. Yeah, that's, that's pretty practical. So not like straight. So we would learn other things is like to build. Because like if you're legitimately using it, if you end up in a fight with someone who knows jujitsu you should know how to defend against it Mm -hmm. so anyway to me them doing other styles and stuff in their training not (laughs) far-fetched that i would say was very accurate to what is legit and it's so (laughs) there are so many people at this tournament and i know it's the 80s but there's so many people and someone in cobra kai makes a comment they're like why is this city so obsessed with karate yeah yeah and it's like yeah, that I think is the most yeah, unbelievable thing about all of it. It's just so many people are obsessed with yeah, karate. Because that's the thing. Like he says to Allie near the end of the movie, he's like, I think you know about the tournament, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, everyone does. And it's like, like, why does everybody care? Why about does everyone in this I town care about karate, care about karate so much? No one here cares about karate. Like, right. So anyway, that right. was one yeah. thing. The, the fact that they mentioned again in Cobra Kai, like mm-hmm. that, it's like, okay. All right. Well, we're jumping ahead. I know, so I know. At the I beginning know. of the movie, Daniel moves there with his mom. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> I don't like Daniel. No. Daniel's 22. Uh, yes, yes. Well, the actor, Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio is, is 22. He's 22 and he's playing a 15 slash 16. He looks like he's 12. He does. I'm yes. like, what? He looks like every crappy annoying skinny dork kid in high school like bang on casting yeah because he annoyed the crap out of me for 90 percent of this movie <laughs> like right off the bat i'm like so you were on we've Johnny's watched side. we've watched all of cobra kai yes love it and right from the get-go i'm like in that one i'm like daniel's very full of himself in cobra kai like he he has moments where he's like genuinely i feel like he's genuinely wants to help students and you know be a helpful person Mm -hmm. but he's a smug person and he's smug and a karate kid too he is smug right off the hop and i get it his mom's moving him across the country why yeah because he's like yeah she did this job with computers and then she's wait she's busting tables yeah and i'm like Girl, they, if you they, had held out in like Silicon Valley for an extra like year or two, you would have been making back. Yeah, because they made a comment. She made a comment about like, oh, this is better than working with you're computers. Making, you're making more money than working with computers. And I'm yeah. like, because she's going to do management for, I'm like, oh, honey, no. Yeah. Yeah. She left to work at that restaurant that was coincidentally across the street from Cobra Kai. Well, could you imagine like in 1984? I mean, I could see it being possible. Like, 
who knows, right? Like at that point, it might have been the better option. And like, how is she supposed to know that computers are going to become what computers are? She could been by now. She could have been CEO of friggin' IBM. IBM. Yeah. The funny thing is, is this movie has an odd timeline that like until later in the movie, it doesn't become a little as clear because like they move there. He goes to a party as soon as they move there. That is the end of the summer going into school party. Yeah. So they move there. And I think it's, I think the States, they start a little earlier. I think they it start depends in, on the state. Some states start in like mid August and some don't start until after Labor Day like us. Yeah. So it's September, August when they get there. Yeah. And then unknown amount of time passes for however long. I don't think it's very long. Well, it it's, it's hard to say because like, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out is like how long after they move there. Cause clearly she moves there for this job. How quickly after they get there does she give up on that job? Maybe she got fired if she has saving face. Maybe because like the next thing you know, it's Halloween. True. You, you raise know? a good point that it is Halloween. But can we talk about yeah. the beach party? Sure. So Daniel meets some people at his new apartment complex. Which I don't remember at all. I don't remember no. him having any friends. No. Well, they don't last because. Well, yeah, they basically. Well, it's weird because they get at the end of the party. They're like, oh, where'd you find this guy? Let's not be his friend. And then the next day they're like, hey, Daniel, what's up? Yeah, it was very weird. But like he he shows it. And then like you see the Cobra Kai kids show up and everything. Yeah. And he's Daniel's like hitting on Allie and they're getting along. And man, Elizabeth Shue looks so the same and so different all at once. Wow. But anyway. Especially since we like watch the boys. Yeah, and, she's like, in. And, yeah. And so, obviously she makes an appearance in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Spoilers for Cobra Kai. And we should put that at the beginning of the episodes. There will be spy- spoilers for Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny shows up and it's, you know, very clear, very quickly that, you know, he's still. Like, they even mentioned like one of the girlfriends says she broke up with him, but he hasn't broken up with her. Yeah. And he still loves her. And wants to be with her. And he shows up and he gets in her face and blah, blah, blah. He isn't doing anything particularly bad yet. He just wants to have a conversation with her. She's saying no. He hasn't like hit her. He hasn't like yelled at her, shaken her. Like they're having an intense conversation. But Daniel does what I would say is at first a good thing. He's like, hey, is everything okay? Yeah. And Johnny tells him to buzz off. Daniel throws the first punch. Daniel keeps coming at him. Well, Daniel throws the first punch, but Johnny does push him first. So you're right. He does throw the first punch, but Johnny gives him like a shove. He kind of, he doesn't so much hit him as he just kind of like, he's like, buddy, back off. Yeah. I don't think what he does is that bad. And then Daniel just doesn't stop. And in that scene, Daniel by far takes it too far. And then... Like, does the retaliation from Johnny go too far? Yes. Yes. But it's not like Daniel, did, if he hadn't gotten his ass beat, Daniel yeah. would have kept coming. What had happened to that point didn't facilitate the punch in the mouth that, that, yeah, that not even Daniel a little bit. Pop, and if Daniel out. hadn't kept, if, if Johnny hadn't stopped him, Daniel would have kept coming. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure Johnny wasn't really in the wrong in the scene. And, this has been an ongoing debate for a long time on whether Daniel is really the bad guy in the movie. And I'm telling you, I don't know if attitudes were just that different in the eighties. Daniel's an annoying little twerp. And Johnny is just Johnny. The beginning is talking to his friends. Like it's his senior year. 
he's got to get himself together. He wants to go to a good college and get things together. So this year he's really going to be on point. And Daniel kind of ruins that for him. Yes. And then we all see where Johnny's life has turned out. Because of Cobra Kai. Well, be, yeah, because of the show. I thought you should say because of Cobra Like, I mean, Crease is partially to do with it, I'm sure. But yes. you know what I'm saying, right? Like, he literally being in the movie is like, this is the year I'm going to get my crap together and like, I'm going to buckle down. And he seems sincere, which is good. He doesn't seem like he's a crap student. He's just like, I've got to pay more attention to school. And then Daniel just keeps egging him on and ruins his last year of school. And now he's getting yelled at for hanging TVs on the wrong wall. I I, I would say that it it's a bit of like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's all Daniel. Like there's no, a lot of, it's a little hyperbole. Yes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of the other kids being like the other kids in Cobra Kai are, are not without blame either. You know, like yeah. when the one kid sees that Daniel's at the restaurant, he goes back and he tells all the other, the other kids, Oh, he's there. Let's get him. You know, like if he just left it well enough alone, everything would have been fine. I actually wrote this note down because Daniel goes to the school mm-hmm. and he, he goes there and Dan and uh, Johnny sees him, gives him that little bit of smile. Had he actually, obviously there's a lot, there's a lot here. Yes. You know, like Crease is a piece of shit and he's going to. Crease you know, is a bad guy through and through. Crease is a bad guy he, through and he, through. As the sensei, he needs to be a teacher and he's just a dink. But as we've seen in how things go in Cobra Kai and, and even throughout the movie as well. If Daniel had gone to Johnny's karate school and stuck it out, they could have probably become friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like by far. And I feel like I feel like Johnny isn't a bad dude. He just has a bad teacher. Yeah, he, he's there's a bad influence in his life. Yeah. And then we find out in Cobra Kai that like his home life isn't much better. Yeah, either. we're well, that's yeah, that's the thing. But that's we're, I mean, it's so it's so it's hard so to hard not to compare to Cobra Kai. We but have I to like try how they elaborate to, yeah. on the story with that. Like, why did Johnny? become so attached to crease and it makes sense yeah it definitely does because he's a father figure because his own father at home is but at the same time and we know that mr miyagi is a father figure to daniel san yeah but that in this in the movie though it's very like it's not just implied it's shown like you you know that you know daniel's situation you know exactly you know so the father figure mentality makes way more sense for daniel because you know the backstory of daniel and and you know how his dad's not around and all that stuff but but yeah and then there's the soccer match and like yeah they trip him but like that happens a lot of times so yeah like they trip but he immediately is like immediately starts throwing punches yeah i'm like daniel calm down this kid has too much testosterone he's well he's probably on his guard from the beach fight right so i'm sure he's you know on edge but but i will say when it came to the halloween dance ali eggs him on yeah she basically is like if if, (laughs) then he gets egged (laughs) yeah that was hilarious i wrote i wrote down she eggs him on at the dance and then immediately he got hit with in the head with an egg immediately after i wrote that down i stopped the movie and i showed you that i just wrote that down because it was so funny how time that was. But yeah, she literally is like, oh, that Johnny, I'd love to be there when someone takes him down a peg. Like, how, like, he, like he could have been a terrible, like, he could have been a terrible boyfriend. Like, he could have been very possessive. I could see that being like, yeah. the way he talked at the end of the movie, I could see him being really possessive. I mean, teenage relationships are garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. 
But at one point, Allie's friends say, what does she see in Daniel? Right. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> what does she see in him? And like, but at the same time, like Allie's from the rich part of town. Daniel's from the poor part of town. He's kind of rebellious. She's like the good girl. She literally could have that attraction simply because he's the bad boy from the poor part of town and he's unlike everything she's ever known. And like, look, we've all been stupid teenage girls attracted to people for stupid reasons. So half pass. There's a heavy implication from like her parents that she's only with him because it like bugs them. Yeah. So, yeah, especially as the movie goes on, they're like, "Oh, not that boy from Reseda." Yeah, not the Reseda boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd also enjoy it at the because the dance is really where everything kicks off. Oh so, my god, the dance! So the dance happens. I did His enjoy costume was cute. The costume. The thing that is great too about the costume is in the scene before he's hanging out with Mr. Miyagi, which very quickly I would like to say I enjoyed that. Because I, I didn't remember this at all, that there's a foundation of friendship between Daniel and Miyagi before the karate. Yes. He gets to know him as this, the building superintendent, yeah. you know, where where they're doing the trees and he's helping him with with maintenance stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's a there is I a did level. See, I did see at one point that Mr. Miyagi pokes his head out and he's got some drywall trowels in his hand. Yes. I've been doing a lot was, of drywall mudding. He was cleaning drywall trowels. <laughs> I, I, like, I noted that uh... myself. Yeah. But. During that scene where they're talking and and Mr. Miyagi's like, oh, why aren't you going to the dance kind of a thing? Uh, Daniel says that he doesn't have a costume. And I remember what his costume was, was the shower. All of the pieces of the shower are on the wall behind him. So Mr. Miyagi makes the costume out of shit that's just right there. I thought that was a really cool costume. So and like, okay, can we talk about the Cobra Kai costumes? The the skeleton costumes. Oh, my God. So yeah, you are gonna be like, hun, come on. Uh-huh. So <laughs> there's an iconic scene from Teen Mom OG. Okay. Where one of the kids, well, one of the teen moms, her baby daddy, is sort of still in the picture, but not really, who has been arrested several times for heroin possession. He's been filmed nodding off driving. <laughs> like, he's a disaster. But he's wearing, at one point, it's Halloween, and he's wearing the same skeleton costume and makeup. Mm-hmm. But he's done it in a way where, and he's all, his eyes are all bugged out, so he looks like he's going like, mm-hmm. and like, Bentley went trick-or-treating, the kid went trick-or-treating without him, and he's like, why didn't you wait on me, Bentley? And he's like, in the skeleton makeup that's kind of an iconic moment from teen mom so the whole scene every time i see these guys that's all i can think of right and to the one person listening who might think that's funny thanks <laughs> it reminded me this time because this is the first time i've seen it in a long time after david s pumpkins yeah so it was like the dancing skeletons <laughs> from david s pumpkins part of it yeah, yeah. the skeletons are part of it but this was a thing that i wrote down and it actually comes into play. And I don't know. I'm assuming this was on purpose because of the way that it happens is at the dance. I noticed that there is like five people dressed up as Spider-Man. Yes. Like there are so many people at this dance dressed up as Spider-Man. And then Daniel does the the tube thing and he sprays. Out know. of nowhere for no reason. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, well, it was him, you know, oh, I'm going to give him his. Yeah, but he's the bad 
guy here. He is the bad guy there, yes. And then, not only that, he runs out into traffic and causes a he huge car cause accident. A car accident. <laughs> Daniel's the bad guy. Yeah. I but, fully believe okay, this. Okay, so they go back, and then the, the guys start fighting him. And the guy, the one guy actually is like, Johnny, we shouldn't do this. So you know they're not all bad kids. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who at the end of the movie, Kreese makes him kick him in the leg and mm. then he apologizes. He's like, I didn't mean to, I didn't yeah. mean to. Peer pretty, pressure is a hell of a drug. It is, it is, definitely. So that scene happens. Miyagi shows up, beats all their asses. And then when Daniel wakes up, he's like, what happened to Spider-Man? Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Like, cause I'd written down already. Why are there like five Spider-Man? And so that, I thought that was great. It was, was that he was like, oh, why, what happened to Spider-Man? Cause it was so many Spider-Man. He just remembers all the Spider-Man from the Halloween party. He got beat up so bad. His, his concussion is making him see Spider-Man everywhere. Yeah. And then, so like after all this, so Mr. Miyagi like takes him, like this is when Mr. Miyagi shows off that he can do karate and he takes him in and they do the whole, like he starts, they start kind of like doing some self-defense, but then they do, they show up at Cobra Kai and they do the challenge for the tournament. And like, that's, that's, it's not the worst idea because it's like, look, this is a safe way for these kids to like, hopefully get it out of their system. Yeah, I, I, I you're right. Like, definitely. But the way that the rules were lined up for this, because it was basically like you be there or we're going to come after you, which that's one thing because Crease is a crazy person. Crease is freaking crazy. Yeah. But what if Daniel had lost in the first round and not fought any Cobra Kai members? Would yeah, they, they would they have been, have like, been look, see, told you so, you suck. Would they have been square? <laughs> or would he have been after them? Like, it, it's a it's a little foggy. I but mean, not, I, I feel like the way the movie is going, they'd probably be after him because the whole time after they make the challenge, Daniel is doing everything he can to egg them on, being like, oh, he's like pointing his finger in their face. Uh, metaphorically pointing his finger in their face and being like, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. Yep. Like, he's being a dink about it. They deserve to kick his ass after the tournament. If he loses in the first round, it's like, look, you put it through all this shit. You deserve your ass beat. Daniel's a jerk. Uh-huh. And it's not until later in the movie, which is um, basically they were going to cut the scene where Mr. Miyagi is drunk and talking about losing his wife and like, you know, he's celebrating his anniversary and it turns out his wife died in an internment camp while he was fighting in the war on like the American side, even though he's Japanese boy, he's in Okinawa, yeah. which is technically part of Japan, but like views itself. Anyway, it was complicated. Yeah. So anyway, that scene is a real turning point in the movie because mm-hmm. Daniel starts to be like, oh shit, I'm not the only person in the universe. Yeah. I should probably grow up a little bit. He starts he, taking things a lot serious, more seriously. Yeah, like he's still a bit of a goofball, but he does take it more seriously, which is good. But that scene was almost cut. And that's the scene that like got Pat Morita nominated for like an Oscar and a Golden Globe. Like, because he like it showed range mm-hmm. and like it really is like the emotional kind of core of the movie and they almost cut that out the movie is long i could see why they wanted to cut some stuff out yeah. but like it really is like a turning point in the film and that point daniel gets less annoying because at that point he realizes like oh this isn't just some kindly old man like this guy's been through some crap and he's willing to help me out and I'm not the only person in the universe. And just because I'm having, cause like I can understand being like 15 and being dragged across the country by your mom, like and away from all your friends sucks. And any 15 year old would be a jerk about it. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. But like at that moment, I think he kind of realizes like, yeah, my situation kind of sucks, but holy crap. Could it be worse? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it it really is a turning and it that that's when I started to like be less annoyed by Daniel. He's still kind of annoying. <laughs> but yeah. So after that happens. Yes. Daniel goes on, he's supposed to go on a date with Allie. And this to me, like it's so hard to not keep talking about Cobra Kai. I know. And this scene was like something that's right out of Cobra Kai was the misunderstanding that happens that ruins everybody's lives. You but know, I feel like I'm sorry, but every time there, cause like these sorts of misunderstandings are so predictable in these movies. Yeah. Cause like, you know, it's like, Oh, I only saw a little snippet and I don't understand what's going on and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Every time the, these sorts of things have been set up in Cobra Kai and I'm like, Oh, this is going to happen. Blank, blank, blank. I've been wrong every time. They actually have taken those cliches and twisted them a bit. Mm. So they have still been surprising. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but this one is straight up oh, like, yeah. yeah, like he sees her kissing Johnny and Johnny's only like there because his, his parents are like, don't you like Johnny? You know, like, yeah. and so he sees that and then he leaves before she hits him and everything. And, and then they don't talk for however long goes on. Because mm -hmm. again, the timeline is very like, what? You know, the only yeah. reason I understand what's going on and where we are at this point is because there's starting to be Christmas decorations everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and, and the tournament takes place in December. So, but yeah, so that part happens. It was so much like with, with, with the, how Cobra Kai is. But this was something that, that happened. So we get to the tournament. The tournament happens. Daniel's making it through and he's he's fighting people. He's beating Cobra Kai team this members. This tournament is so like intense for a children's tournament. It really These is. These are under they're children. It really is. I went I was in a tournament when I was a kid. And I remember it's more like the beginning of the tournament in the movie because the the way it is in Cobra Kai, everything is like in front of the crowd on the grand stage, everybody fights. Like yeah. every fight is like that. And in this, it's more like what it was when I actually did a tournament where there's like 15 mats set up yep. and you go there and you do your your fight against one of the other kids. I thought it'd be all like it'd be a month long to do it if they did it the way they do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and like you, you make it or you don't make it because I didn't. I remember I got out in the first round on it and I was pissed because it was a technicality. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have lost. Was it an illegal kick? No, the guy hit. He punched my. um he punched my gi and not me and they counted it as a hit. Your gi is on your body. Yeah, but they said it was contact. It wasn't contact. He 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 flapped my shirt. If you swatted my shirt instead of actually hitting me, would that count? Yeah, but you didn't block it. Oh my god. You're 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 the villain here. Forget Daniel. You didn't block it. I dodged it. You didn't block it. You weren't there. You don't know. Got a block. It's my origin story. I'll never forget. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the the tournament happens. He starts making his way through through the other kids. I love that the kid that he beats because he he first fights a Cobra Kai member who I don't believe is named. He's not one of the no. characters. He's not one of the gang. One of the gang of kids. But I did note that earlier in the movie when he goes and he visits. And they're sparring like the crease is like, all right, everyone, we're sparring now, which I thought was really funny because it's like, OK, everybody get ready to do the sparring. And they do go through all the setup 
and the first two kids fight and the one kid kicks the other kid and he beats him and he's like okay the fight's over and that's it i was like you did all this setup for that one round like they didn't even do multiple points but it was the kid that lost yeah the kid that lost is who he fights first and it makes sense for daniel to beat him because he he's fighting the loser can so. I just? I sorry. I wanted a, another. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I wanted another note. Just it made me think of something that I noticed. There's a scene where, because it it becomes like a lot of like training towards the last third of the movie, and like Mr. Miyagi's teaching Daniel about using your whole body to punch to yeah. punch in one inch, and he doesn't do it. Like he's not doing it. So one of the first things I learned was, karate is a washing machine, and if you picture your hips as a, an agitator in a washing machine back mm-hmm. and forth, Daniel is kind of like moving his shoulder, but like it is a full body. Like you are moving from your hip, not your shoulder, not your arm. You're moving from your hip and Daniel doesn't freaking do it. So I failed at that exercise. So back to the tournament, back to the tournament. So this is the, the whole thing I was building towards with the tournament talk. And again, again, this goes back to Cobra Kai. Oh my God. In Cobra Kai, uh-huh. Daniel is like the hero because oh he's God. won the tournament twice. Yeah. And they introduce Johnny as defending champion, two-time winner. Yeah. And like in Cobra Kai, he's like, oh, Daniel is like the, the he's the two-time champ. Everybody loves him. And it's like, but Johnny was the two-time champ and you don't even remember his name. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure after like this one, he's probably aging out of the under like uh, he no, there's one more that he's eligible for. Right. Because he fights. No, no. Johnny's only in the first movie. Well, no. So he appears at the beginning of the second movie, but not in a tournament. Yeah. So he's it was his senior year in high yeah, school. So he so. this is his last chance anyway, but he's already won it twice. Yeah. So like. Why? And I said the same thing. It's like somehow like. Winning twice changes Daniel's life. For the, I mean, having a good influence like Mr. Miyagi to help you through life, mm-hmm. probably helpful to not be a bum. Mm-hmm. But um, like seriously, they both won twice and somehow everyone loves Daniel for it and nobody loves Johnny for it. And like Johnny's a great fighter. Like he and like I was reading that uh, William Zabka, mm-hmm. that's how you say it, who's Johnny didn't have he wrestled but he had no martial arts training and he actually went on after this and he enjoyed it and continued with it and he like got a black belt and everything like he did continue with it because he likes it yeah which is great but like he had no training before this and they learned the basics for the movie but his his stances and his kicks and his punches they're all great they're better than daniel's he's a new bet way better fighter <laughs> it's a legal kick <laughs> okay well no and that was one of the things so they find of course it comes down to the two of them and yep. they're gonna fight and I had to Google it. I was like, okay, so Daniel gets two points. Johnny gets two points. Yep. And then Johnny. Johnny punches him in the face. Third point. And I don't. And I'm like, and then I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like, cause I never actually ended up going to any tournaments, but I do feel like there were like rules that one was legal, like a kick to the head was either illegal and a punch was illegal or vice versa apparently in this tournament a punch to the face is illegal but a kick is okay Mm -hmm. and it's like on what planet does that make sense it doesn't 
But I guess those are the rules that they're going with. But at the same time, like Johnny calls it an illegal kick and you see him kick several people in the head. So I don't see how he thinks that Daniel's kick is illegal when everyone's knocking people down left and right with a kick. So maybe what is technically supposed to count as like a roundhouse kick Mm -hmm. to the head where a front kick to the face would be illegal. Yeah, I don't know. It's very we're arguing the semantics of rules in a fictional karate tournament where they're not even wearing pads. No, where they're not wearing pads, which is still going to for children. (laughs) Yes, they are children under 18. They are children. They should be wearing pads. Mm -hmm. Adults should also be wearing pads. So that's one thing that like always for every. Yeah, it looks cool. But like, why aren't they wearing pads? It's safety first. Nobody's bare knuckle boxing out on freaking. This isn't the UFC, and even there, they wear they, pads. They wear pads. <laughs> they wear pants on their hats. Pans on their hats. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. But something that happens that's not really like talked about in Cobra Kai is that after Daniel beats Johnny, Johnny congratulates him and says he's a good guy. Yeah. Which is like. I mean, obviously, him not continuing that. I mean, maybe they just didn't become friends immediately after you the tournament's to over. Well, yeah, but I mean, immediately after the tournament's over, Daniel goes off to Okinawa for a while. So maybe they never had a chance well, to continue the their, their relationship. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's. I feel like that, like, my interpretation of that is obviously, Crease made one of the other Cobra Kai's hurt Daniel. Yes. And then he still gets up and goes to fight and like i feel like johnny respects that that like look he he's still trying he's got the will of a warrior yeah so i feel like there's a respect for that there like you know what you bested me Mm -hmm. and like i feel like without crease in his life johnny would have probably been all right but crease is a monster yeah and then mr miyagi has his magic hands that saves daniel they don't Which, do crap. It's probably all on his head. If I remember, I can't remember, but I think in the second or third movie, he asked him to do that again. And he goes, I'm not really actually doing anything. Yeah, it's 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 all in your head. Psychosomatic. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what happens in one of the other movies. But anyway, so he wins. Mr. Miyagi looks on approvingly. And then the movie ends very abruptly. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. Which I mean, fair. It's over two hours long. Yeah. I was like, OK, I'm done. <laughs> you're done okay well it's it's uh, the first half of the movie is like exposition and setup of why this is going to happen mm-hmm. then it's like another third of the movie is training and then it's the tournament and that's kind of like the axe they're very unbalanced yeah so yeah so there you go that's the whole movie that was that was our thoughts on it with our expertise in martial arts. And, and uh, we, we didn't do a very good job of just talking about the movie and not talking about Cobra Kai. I knew it would be hard. Oh, no, there's no way. And like, this is the first this is the first movie we've done where there's still stuff going on for it. The story is still continuing. Well, it's there is other stuff. Technically, Top Gun is, but we'll never see that movie because of the coronavirus. Well, but you know what I mean. I know, right? like, I know. This is the only one There's where it's still ongoing... going where we can. We are completely caught up on the current story. Yes, yes. And it's hard not to include that because it does. I would say with 
Cobra Kai, they've done a really good job of having the story adapted in such a way that it, in that interpretation of it, it does hold up. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, those are our thoughts. Critics in 1984 had their own thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? Okay, so this movie is pretty, pretty, pretty solid on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an 89% critical and 82% audience. Uh, Our boy Roger Ebert calls it an exciting, sweet-tempered, heartwarming story with one of the most interesting friendships in a long time. Yeah. Janet Maslin, uh, who've talked to, talked to, talked to before, heard from before, the Karate Kid exhibits warmth and friendly, predictable humor, which are its greatest assets. And then Jeff Andrew from Time Out calls it another filmmaking by the numbers exercise and teenage wish fulfillment. Uh, now, as we mentioned, Pat Morita was nominated for Best Supporting a- Actor and Golden Globe. The movie also got one Young Artist Award for Best Family Motion Picture and Best Supporting Actress for Elizabeth Shue. And William Zapka was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Nothing for Ralph Macchio. They hate him he, too much. He, he's too annoying. He was a teenage dream, which is like, ew, he's annoying. And skinny. Yeah. Really skinny. Although William Zabka has become quite a delf. <laughs> anyway. I would like, seriously, if I were going to go train at one of the, the the dojos, it would be his. Yeah. Well, that's more your style anyway. It is more my style. He does let you fight, which is great. Yeah. So do I discuss my feelings first? No, no, no. It was my pick. I go first. Yeah. I can never remember. Yeah. So as for me. It was it was very hard, obviously, because we kept talking about it to separate this from from Cobra Kai. I know, and I feel like th- because I couldn't separate it from Cobra Kai, that's why it's a double better for me. Oh. Because there was so much of it that I was like, "Oh, this is why they do this. This is where this comes from. This is great." Like, if you're a fan of Cobra Kai, there is no reason to not watch this movie. Like, it is, it's a ton of backstory that just adds more to the the story that you probably already like. Cause there's no way you're not liking Cobra guy if you're watching it. Cause it has, it's so good. It's so better than it has any right to be. And my worry was when we came back to this was like, man, Cobra Kai is so good. I'm going to not like this at all. Cause it's going to be so different from Cobra Kai. And it's actually, it's not like, it's very similar. Like I obviously Cobra Kai is a lot funnier but like there's still better pacing yeah it's there's there are jokes and stuff in this movie that are great there's just less of them the the characters are are interesting the relationships are 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 well done and crease is crazy as shit and you want to know what's going on with that locomotive of hate and weirdness so yeah, to me, it, it's it's it holds up. Like it 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 has a few weird quirks of a movie from the eighties, but it's still it's still great. And if you are a fan of what they're doing now, then you owe yourself to watch this movie. I feel you are right in many of the things you just said. I feel like it is definitely worth watching. I feel like if you like Cobra Kai, it would be silly not to go watch it. I'm glad we watched it because now we've finished Cobra Kai and I'm glad to go back. And I'm actually glad we watched it in this order because I had like more attachment to it 
having watched Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai is so good. Mm -hmm. But I am able to separate it a little bit more than you, I think, because I'm going to give it a plane. I had a feeling you might give it a plane. Because I still think it's worth watching. I still think it is enjoyable. But do I think this is a movie you that's a gotta watch, must watch it so good? Oh, my God. It was like way better than I expected. No. Mm. I still think it's worth a watch. But do I think it's like you have to watch it? No. So I'm going to go with a plane. The one thing about Cobra Kai as well is that it does such a good job of informing you of the important parts of this movie. Yes. You don't need to see it, but watching it does, I, I think, Give provides you more context. way more context and yeah. adds. And there's a lot of like things that happen in Cobra Kai that you wouldn't think it twice about that are actually like great references yeah you know like some of the music the way the some of the music repeats they go to golf and stuff a whole bunch of times like golf and stuff is the only place anybody goes to yeah you know everyone's obsessed with karate in this stupid town which is so (laughs) weird like as someone who loves karate i'm like why does everybody love karate so much yeah but no like if anything it's too long yeah for what it is, which is funny because I happily watched four or three seasons of Cobra Kai and that wasn't too long. I'm like, give me more Cobra Kai. Right. But the pacing's better. I think I think the other th- I think the reason I didn't have a problem with it being as so long is because we split it over two nights. Uh, this is true. We did watch an hour and an hour. See, and I think one of the other things that really keeps me more invested in Cobra Kai is that Johnny has become quite the DILF. <laughs> well, that's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, that's going to do it for this week's I like episode. That's where you're gonna, like that's, ad scene. What better way to end this episode than Johnny's a Dilf? Uh, wrong. <laughs> next week, we will be taking a look at. <laughs> I'm going to play my cultural significance already? card already. You know already. what? I, just, I really want to watch Clueless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, it won more awards than this movie. Okay. So technically, technically. I'm gold. Okay. Well, so we're going to throw this into the list of 90s movies that Laura has picked that I've not seen. (gasps) Oh, right. You haven't seen this one. I've never seen Clueless. Oh, my God. I'm so So, excited. Can we watch it right now? No. No. It's like quarter to 10 at night, hon. We we should have been in bed 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, your 30s are hard. uh, Wait till our 40s. It's a rough time when you have a kid and you're in your mid-30s. Yeah. No, Uh, I've been itching to rewatch it just in general. And like I, said, I watched Empire Records not that long ago, which is the same age. A very different tone, but still that like that that era, right? And like I'm just like, oh yeah. Go back to we can revisit another teen movie in California, living the dream when everybody wanted to be a California girl. Yeah, me me especially. Paul Rudd. It's oh, that's Paul right. Rudd. It's got Paul Rudd in it. Yeah. Well, there you go. I got something to look forward to. I got Paul Rudd. Yeah, and you'll be like. Oh, I know. He's like a vampire. Yeah. This is like his second or third movie. Yeah. Well, we will get to that <gasps> next so excited! week. <laughs> Look forward to that movie for Double next butter! week. <laughs> for this week's episode of Burn Popcorn. I am Mike. I'm Laura. And we'll talk to you guys again as soon. As if. <laughs> <laughs>